You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. With the very first pick in this week's draft rotation for you, we have a brand new episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. All right. Maybe we're not your first podcast that you're listening to this week, but it doesn't matter. You're listening to us now, and that is all that matters to us. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire, contributor to AthlonSports.com and the editor of Nittany Lions Wire on the USA Today Sports Media Group. You can check it out at NittanyLionsWire.com. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. Today, we're going to be talking about all things NFL draft, recapping everything that went down over the last few days at the end of last week. Six Nittany Lions going in the NFL draft ended with a flurry. We'll talk about it all from the first pick of Micah Parsons all the way down to Will Fries and see where everybody's going. We've also got the undrafted free agency update on Lamont Wade. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. So full NFL draft recap episode coming your way today. Make sure you're following this podcast on whatever podcasting app you're listening to us on right now. Give us a follow. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Take a screenshot of those five-star reviews and tweet them to us. At Locked On Nittany, we'll give you a special shout out at the end of the week. Of course, we are on Twitter. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitch. We're using the same username across those social media platforms of Locked On Nittany. So give us a follow, give us a like. All that good stuff goes a long way in helping us to continue to grow this podcast. And we had a lot of fun watching the NFL draft. We're going to have some more fun as we go into the thick of the offseason. Lots of time between now and the start of the season. We are eventually going to go into full preseason mode. We're not quite there yet. We're going to have some fun kind of talking about some of the other topics of conversation that are going on around the world of college football, around the Big Ten, and we'll start eventually getting into some season preview stuff. It's going to happen pretty quickly because the summer will go by in a blink of the eye if we're not paying attention to it. So lots of stuff to still look forward to on the podcast now that we're going on from the NFL draft. Got some good topics of conversation coming your way throughout the week. Uh, some stuff to recap, some of the stuff that went down from the draft, some observations, some thoughts from the draft that we're not going to get to today because today we're just going to be talking about everything that went down in the NFL draft. So again, follow us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Give us a like, give us a follow, give us a, a tweet, whatever the case may be on the social media platforms. And let's get started with today's episode. And what better place to start than with the first pick coming out of Penn State going to the Dallas Cowboys, Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons, of course, the linebacker that sat out the 2020 season, one of the many players around college football who decided to opt out during the state of the pandemic, having his own little concerns about the health and safety of he and his family. We all get it. So the last time we saw Micah Parsons on a football field in a football game, just so happened to be the home of the Dallas Cowboys. And at the time, he was kind of reflecting and thinking it would be really cool if his NFL career was held in that team stadium. Lo and behold, that's exactly what's going to happen. So the Dallas Cowboys had the number 10 overall pick in the draft. They actually traded down with the Philadelphia Eagles, who moved up to that number 10 spot to select Alabama wide receiver Devontae Smith, kind of leapfrogging the New York Giants in the process to make sure that the Giants don't get the Alabama Heisman Trophy winner. Obviously, it was a very good move for the Philadelphia Eagles, screwing over the Giants in the process, and the Cowboys are sitting there thinking, we were going to take Micah Parsons anyway, so why not move down a couple of picks, get the same player we were going to get in the first place, and pick up a couple draft picks along the way. So all in all, a good move by the Dallas Cowboys. Now, some of the recruiting and uh, draft analysts out there may have been a little bit more negative 
about this move for the Cowboys. But yeah, as far as we can sit here and say, Michael Parsons is going to be a really good player for the Dallas Cowboys probably for a very long time. And it's so fitting. And we kind of touched on this last week when we talked about the retirement of Sean Lee. But it is so fitting that Sean Lee, a former Penn Stater, 11-year veteran of the NFL, retires at the beginning of last week. And now that legacy of linebacker U is going to be carried on without skipping a beat with Micah Parsons coming into the fold. So it's going to be pretty cool. And I know Micah Parsons has been kind of suggesting that he would love to be able to reach out to Sean Lee, talk to Sean Lee a little bit, have Sean Lee act as a mentor to him. And I think that that would be a really good move. And I think the fact that, you know, we're talking about a couple guys that are going to be cornerstones of Dallas Cowboys defenses for over a decade when you combine these two careers, uh, already over a decade when you combine these two careers, and the fact, of course, they have that Penn State connection. Uh, yeah, I would imagine that Sean Lee would have no problem reaching out to Micah Parsons and kind of offering his words of advice, words of encouragement, and just kind of helping Micah Parsons get settled into his new surroundings. But it's hard not to like what the situation is for Micah Parsons because he's going to uh, one of the signature NFL franchises, as much as I hate to admit that as an Eagles fan. And I guess many of you guys probably hate hearing that as well. But there's no question. Micah Parsons going to the Cowboys and wearing that uniform it's going to look pretty cool, and he's going to be pretty nasty. I think the Cowboys got a really good defensive player. And if you look at what the Cowboys were doing, they were certainly focusing on defense. They had another linebacker, Jabril Cox uh, from uh, LSU, former North, Car North Dakota State linebacker as well. So all of a sudden, the Dallas Cowboys, they've got some stud linebackers. And that's going to be pretty interesting to watch develop in the years to come. Very much looking forward to seeing how Micah Parsons' career uh, plays out but it looks like it's going to be off to a really good start uh, very happy for him if you saw the video of him uh, going out onto the stage and leaping into the arms of Roger Goodell if you got a chance to see some of the, the behind the scenes videos that were captured I think by Penn State and maybe some other people uh, James Franklin was obviously there with the, the Micah Parsons uh, Micah Parsons's family and uh, James Franklin certainly got a kick out of watching uh, Micah Parsons leap into the arms of an open and <laughs> welcoming Roger Goodell on the stage. Uh, so a very cool night for Penn State. Very cool night for Micah Parsons, for sure. Also a very cool night for James Franklin. So And, and also, uh, Jesse Laquita also made the trip there because they're obviously very good friends. And so it was very cool to see uh, him get a chance to witness all of this going down. Hey, hey, maybe we'll be talking about Jesse Laquita in the NFL draft in the coming year. So we'll see where this all goes from here. But that was just a start of a wonderful first night for Penn State in the NFL draft in the first round. We had to wait a little bit longer, but the first night of the draft would not conclude without another Penn Stater going off the board. And we had wondered whether or not Odafe, don't call me Jason Oway, was going to be drafted in the first round or if he was going to slide into day two with an early second round pick. Lo and behold, the Baltimore Ravens come to the rescue late in that first round and we see one more Penn Stater go off the board. We'll dive into that in our next segment. I told you last week when we were reviewing some of the prop bets found on Bet Online for the NFL Draft that the over-under on Big Ten players being selected in the first round was 6.5. And, and I said I liked the under, but away being drafted was going to be the one that would tip the scale to the over. And that's exactly how it played out. So the Big Ten cashes at over 6.5 on Bet Online. I go home a loser, but hey, what else is new, right? 
BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline. And, of course, this past weekend had the Kentucky Derby uh, NFL draft, so it was very busy there, and they were going to keep finding ways to keep you busy as the NBA season and the NHL seasons come down to the grind, go into the playoffs. Of course, you got UFC, MMA, and, of course, regular season MLB already underway. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as your teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website BetOnline.ag on your mobile device or on your laptop or on your desktop and sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. That's L O C K E D O N. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. We all knew that Micah Parsons was going to be drafted somewhere in the first round, very likely in the first half of the first round. And that's exactly how it all played out with Micah Parsons going with the number 12 overall pick to the Dallas Cowboys. The big question of the night, at least as far as Penn State was concerned, was where exactly Adafi Away was going to be drafted or if he was going to have to wait for the second round. Now, all the mock drafts that we saw going into the, the start of the NFL draft suggested that Away was going to be a late first round draft pick. Uh, at least that seemed to be the consensus. And some of the teams that were involved were the Buffalo Bills, the Baltimore Ravens. The Kansas City Chiefs at one point, but they had traded down in the draft, allowing the Ravens to pick up their first round pick. So the Ravens actually had two late first round picks. And their second one is the one that did it for away, drafting him with the 31st overall pick, giving Penn State two first round draft picks. It's a really good fit for away. And certainly this is a position where, you know, Baltimore has a lot of talent already. He's going to be placed into a defensive line where maybe he won't be ready to start right away, but there's still so much upside potential and development that he is going to be given every opportunity to be groomed to be a superstar defensive lineman for the Ravens. Now, of course, the big concern is he didn't have any sacks last year. Well, how much does that actually weigh into whether or not he's going to be a success at the NFL? Well, as far as the Baltimore Ravens are concerned, they don't seem too bothered by it because they used one of their first round picks on a guy that didn't have any sacks last year. You don't do that unless you feel like there is a really good vision of really good upside potential and you feel like you can get the most out of this player and take him to the maximum potential that he is going to have on the field. So yeah, it might be a little bit of a work in progress, but it is certainly worth the risk if you feel like his athleticism and his speed are going to be able to carry him and get you through and make some pressure and get some things going. So it's going to be a really good situation for away. Now, of course, if you didn't catch, I did call him Adafi away. And if you missed it during his introductory press conference with the Baltimore Ravens, he made it perfectly clear. That is what he wants to be called. That's his first name. After all, he was going by his middle name because he didn't think that people understood or were able to pronounce his first name properly. And I love the fact that he came right out and said that this is his name. This is what he wants to be called, and he was always worried that people were going to have trouble pronouncing it, but he's not afraid of that anymore. He says, you guys are just going to have to learn it, and I applaud him for that. I mean, it is his name, so I, I think it's really cool that he has put it out there that that's his first name. He wants to go by his first name. He wants people to recognize his first name, and you know what? He's a first-round draft pick. We should learn his name, so if you haven't gotten on board already, Rodafo away. Can't wait to see what he's going to do with the Ravens. Now, of course, uh, the, the first night of the draft ended 
ended with just uh, Micah Parsons and away being drafted. And that was pretty much to be expected. As for Pat Frymuth, there was a concern that maybe he would fall into the third day of the draft. Remember, the, th- the second day of the draft on Friday night was rounds two and three. I fully expected that Pat Frymuth was going to be drafted somewhere in there. And I thought that he was probably going to be a second round pick. But I had the idea that it's very realistic. He could drop into the third round because I don't know how many teams are looking for tight ends, uh, certainly in the second round, uh, especially since Kyle Pitts is really the star tight end of this draft class. I still think Pat Frymuth is going to be in a really good spot. And you know what? He is because he is going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is the 23rd pick in the second round, 55th overall. And we already knew that the Steelers had a keen interest in Pat Frymuth because if you go back to Penn State's pro day, Mike Tomlin brought their tight ends coach. His name escapes me right now. I apologize for that. But they brought their tight ends coach to work specifically with Pat Fryermuth. So we already knew that the Steelers were very interested in seeing what Pat Fryermuth was capable of doing. Even though he's coming off an injury a little bit banged up last year, uh, there was still reason to believe that Pat Fryermuth has the build, has the hands, has what it takes to be a solid tight end in the NFL for years to come. And I think if you look at some of the recent tight ends that have come through Penn State, there's reason to believe that there's a pretty good track record developing there. So Pat Frymuth, potentially, arguably, one of the best tight ends that we've seen come out of Penn State, uh, maybe since Kyle Brady. I don't know if that's a stretch, but I know Mike Kosicki's was pretty good. But I, I do think that uh, there's a lot of reason to believe that Pat Frymuth is going to have a very successful NFL career. And he's going to a pretty good spot. I mean, a pretty interesting spot as well, because the Steelers are going to be in a position where probably in the next few years, with Pat Frymuth as a tight end, they're going to be going through a little bit of a quarterback transition. Let's be honest, okay? You know, I'm not a Steelers fan. Maybe you are a Steelers fan, but I think we've uh, we're starting to reach the end of the line of the Ben Big Ben Roethlisberger timeline, right? I mean, he's been around doing this for a while. He's been banged up a couple times. You know, eventually the Steelers are going to get to that point, and Pat Frymuth coming in probably suggests that Eric Rebron's days are going to be numbered, and there could be some transition going on with the Steelers' offense. The Steelers actually received very negative criticism for their first round draft pick of Najee Harris running back out of Alabama. And there were some mild concerns about drafting fire moves with their second round pick because a lot of people felt like the Steelers probably could have used their first two picks to address a couple of different needs. To me, I think they're getting two really good players in Najee Harris and Pat Frymuth. And you know, I think eventually time will prove that those draft picks were perfectly fine. Now, it doesn't mean that the Steelers don't have other needs that they still need to address. And I'm not a Steelers expert. I'm not a draft expert. I'm not going to tell you exactly where the Steelers should have been going with their NFL draft. I'm just looking at what other sites and what other draft experts are saying. And that seems to be the big criticism. Now, I do think that there's been more criticism about the Steelers' first-round draft pick going with a running back. And I think that a lot of that is because the value of a running back these days is not nearly as high as it once was. But... You know, I feel like they've got a good running back. They've got a good tight end. You know, eventually they'll get to having to address a couple of other needs. But you've got a couple pieces that could be some really big, important building blocks for the foundation of a successful Steelers offense in the years to come. Now, I think that Pat Frymuth is going to have a very successful NFL career. I think Najee Harris is going to prove to be a very worthy running back for the Steelers as well. So I'm not as negative about some of these draft picks as some of the other people out there are. But very curious to see what the NFL future for Pat Fryermuth is going to be. Of course, he'll be in the same division as OA. OA may have to be covered uh, Pat Fryermuth at some point. So that'll be pretty fun. It'll be pretty cool to see those photos when they do come through the pipeline. Of course, there's lots of Penn Staters in this NFC East. 
Micah Parsons going to Dallas. The New York Giants already have Saquon Barkley. The Philadelphia Eagles have Miles Sanders. The Washington football team added a Penn Stater to their draft mix as well. And a flurry in the seventh round. We'll talk about how this NFL draft ended for Penn State coming up in our next segment. Now it's probably a good time to take a break. And if you're taking a break, maybe you're having a little bit of a snack. And if you're looking for a snack that's going to help fill you up and actually feel good later on, why not check out the Built Bar? That's right. The Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a chocolate bar. I've been talking about it for a while, and I highly encourage you once again you got to check them out for yourself. They've got so many great flavors to choose from. They're always adding new flavors to the mix. If you follow them on Twitter at bar underscore built, you're going to get the early looks at some of the coolest flavors that they have coming through the pipeline. Sometimes they've got short-term limited releases, so you definitely want to be following them on Twitter so you get in on the action before the items are sold out. So check out Built Bar at BuiltBar.com. And, of course, use the promo code LOCKED15. You get 15% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKED15. 15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And of course, while supplies last, you're going to get a free cooler with your purchase. So order those Built Bars. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Save 15% off. When those Built Bars come to your home, make sure you put some of them in your refrigerator. And then when you take them to your workplace the next day or to the gym, whatever the case may be, put them in that free cooler. Keep them cool. It's going to be a nice, cool, refreshing treat that helps you feel good and feel full moving forward. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Save 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. So after two players from Penn State went in the first round, one more in the second round, I immediately went on to Shaka Tony watch because I fully expected that the next player off the board was going to be Shaka Tony. And I expected that we were probably going to be talking about an early Saturday afternoon pick of Shaka Tony to some NFL team somewhere in round four Round five at the absolute latest, I had no idea that I was going to have to sit around all day on Saturday until the seventh round in the second half of the second round to get Shaka Tony off the board. And he was the next Penn State player that eventually was chosen by an NFL team. He's going to the Washington football team who drafted him with the 19th pick in the seventh round. That is 246 overall for those of you keeping score at home. And I think Washington got an absolute steal in Shaka Tony going in the seventh round. I think that is a steal of a draft pick. And I felt that, like I said, I thought he was going to be a pretty good value in the fourth round. I thought it was going to be an excellent value in the fifth round, a tremendous value in the sixth round. And it's just a flat out amazing pick of value in the seventh round. So I am still stunned that he waited that long to get drafted. I'm so happy that he did get drafted because I really did feel like there was no reason for him to be waiting as long as he was, especially when some other teams were drafting uh, defensive ends, defensive linemen uh, along the way. And I just felt like, do people not watch Shaka Tony? I understand he had his ups and downs. I get it. But, uh, you know, you're talking about some uh, a player that has some big play potential in Shaka Tony. And I thought that he had a decent enough 2020 season that was worth regarding as far as uh, a much earlier draft pick but he had to wait until the seventh round so now he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder maybe and it's gonna be pretty interesting now I was kind of hoping that he was actually going to go to the Philadelphia Eagles and I thought that there was a very good opportunity for that to happen uh, I forget if it was the sixth round or the seventh round the Eagles had you know two picks that were not I don't know if they were back-to-back but they were close to back-to-back and they picked defensive linemen both of those picks and I thought that Keeping Shaka Tony, Philadelphia native, uh, in cl- close to home with one of those picks would have been a really good situation. Uh, but now he'll be playing for a division rival in the Washington football team. 
We do have to keep in mind that defensive line isn't necessarily the biggest uh, weakness for Washington. They've got some pretty good players already. So he's certainly going to have to earn his playing time. But I do think that he's going to be a valuable asset to the defensive line in Washington for I don't know how many years. But he, I think he's going to be a fixture there. I think he's going to be sticking around and he's going to contribute uh, at some point or another. So very much looking forward to seeing what he does. But of course, we had to wait around all day on Saturday. It looks like we were only going to get Shaka Tony off the board. But immediately after Shaka Tony is chosen, the Arizona Cardinals go on the clock. And they pick another Penn Stater with the very next pick, with the 20th pick in the seventh round, 247th overall. The Arizona Cardinals selected Michael Mennett, uh, center. And then just before that all sunk in, we get another Penn State offensive lineman off the board in Will Fries, offensive guard, going to the to the Indianapolis Colts with the 21st pick in the seventh round. So you get back-to-back-to-back Penn Staters going in the seventh round, bringing Penn State's total up to six total drafted players. and only had three almost until the end of the draft, and then all of a sudden it just balloons up to six. I'm looking at a graphic that Fox Sports put out uh, with uh, how many players were drafted from each school. Now, Alabama and Ohio State led the NFL draft with 10 players drafted. Georgia and Notre Dame each had nine players. Florida and Michigan each had eight players. And LSU had seven players. Penn State was one of the three teams with exactly six players chosen. Uh, They're tied with Kentucky and Pitt. Yeah, Pitt had more team, more players chosen in this NFL draft than any ACC team. Uh, I'm putting an asterisk next to Notre Dame. I know Notre Dame played in the ACC last year. I know the ACC put out a release confirming their total drafted players, including the nine players from Notre Dame. But Pitt had more players chosen than any ACC team. And that includes Clemson, who had five players. Now, Clemson also had Trevor Lawrence chosen with the number one pick. Travis Etienne also went early on. So there is one thing to have some of the the big name players chosen in that first round. That's always great. But if you can add some players that are going to add some depth to NFL rosters, that is not to be overlooked either. Now, as I said, Penn State had two first-round players, a second-round player. I think they're all going to have very good NFL careers. And I'll be interested to see what happens with these seventh-round draft picks. I mean, I feel like they have put themselves in positions where they can be uh, in the NFL for a number of times. But, you know, seventh-round draft picks, they can be uh, hit or miss as well. But I think that these guys right here in Michael Mennett, Will Fries, and Shaka Tony are all going to decent situations where they can establish themselves and really continue to grow their NFL profiles. We may not be talking about pro bowl players, but we have potentially seen some players that are going to go on and have some good NFL careers when all is said and done. Now Lamont Wade was the one player that did not get drafted that did sign an undrafted free agent contract. And you know, he's actually going to a pretty good spot too. And this might be a situation where it's better to have an undrafted free agent contract than be drafted because he's going to get to stay close to home. He's going with Pat Frymuth to the Pittsburgh Steelers who signed him to an undrafted free agent contract shortly after the NFL draft. Lamont Wade obviously is from Claritin. He's from that Western PA, that Pittsburgh area. So it's a good spot for him to get started with the NFL and try to prove himself and improve himself before he lands on with an NFL roster. So undrafted free agency, again, sort of like seventh round draft picks. It can be hit or miss, but it is still an opportunity. And it's good that he's going to get one in a familiar area with a team that has some really good foundations to look forward to. So I think Lamont Wade is actually in a pretty good spot, all things considered. I think every Penn Stater that's going through the draft is going into a decent spot as far as where their situation is concerned. So 
It was a fun NFL draft. You got off to a great start Thursday night. We had to raid around a little bit on Saturday for the action to really <laughs> spice up for Penn State. But all said and done, the NFL draft is now in the books. And now we can start to turn the page towards the 2022 NFL draft. And there's already one Penn Stater who is being widely considered a first-round draft pick. We're going to talk about that in tomorrow's episode. I'm also going to tell you why this particular NFL draft, the 2021 NFL draft, should be a really good sign of encouragement for Penn State's new offensive coordinator, Mike Yurcich. So make sure you tune into tomorrow's episode. We'll talk about that idea of Mike Yurcich and the 2021 NFL draft and what it means for a guy like Sean Clifford moving forward. And of course, we'll talk about that consensus first round draft pick that everybody is looking forward to already in the 2022 NFL draft for the Penn State Nittany Lions. So a few more draft thoughts coming up in tomorrow's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. Make sure you check out today's episode of Locked On Today. Analysis on all the best and worst picks from the first round of the NFL draft. And get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. Like the Locked On Today podcast, make sure you check out Locked On Nittany Lions on all of your favorite podcasting apps of choice, including the Odyssey app. We're also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. So make sure you're giving us a follow. It's totally free to do so. And of course, leave those ratings and reviews wherever you're available and send us those screenshots of your five-star reviews so we can shout you out and show our appreciation to you later on this week on the podcast. We're also available on all the social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch using the username LockedOnNittany. So give us a follow, give us a like, all that good stuff. Send in your questions or your comments at any time, and we'll get them into the show as well. And tomorrow is Twitter Tuesday, so if you have any questions, that's when we answer all of your Penn State Big Ten college football-related questions. You can even ask some fun off-topic questions as well. Let's have some fun with it. So get in your questions today by tweeting us at Locked on Nittany. My name is Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Kevin on CFB. Check out all of our Penn State coverage going on at NittanyLionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. And of course, I'm a contributor to AthlonSports.com. I'll be taking a look at some of the upcoming draft picks to watch around the Big Ten this week. I'll share that with you as soon as that goes live. Thank you for listening to today's episode, getting your week started with an episode of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. I'm glad you were here. Hopefully you enjoyed yourself and you're going to come back to tomorrow's show because we've got some fun topics coming up for you tomorrow as well. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening once again, and I will talk to you all again tomorrow.